Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Have to admit, I was a bit surprised to hear about this next story. You don't often hear the United States just completely contradicting something that uh, Canada believes in every day, but it did happen. In a major speech to the Arctic Council, and some experts have called it provocative and frequently inaccurate, the U.S. Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, called Canada's claim over the Northwest Passage illegitimate. Have a listen. We're entering a new age of strategic engagement in the Arctic complete with new threats to the Arctic and its real estate and to all of our interests in that region. We recognize that Russia is not the only nation making illegitimate claims. The U.S. has a long contested feud with Canada over sovereign claims through the Northwest Passage. Aha. Lumping us in with Russia and disputed claims, I think seems like that's a bit much to me. But it's pretty clear that now that they feel as though the Arctic is becoming more and more uh, strategic, as he put it, and perhaps uh, there's you know valuable things there, they definitely want to stake a different claim to it. So we wanted to find out how legit is this? Is there any basis for what Mike Pompeo had to say this week? Joining us is Professor Michael Byers, who's the Canada Research Chair at the Department of Political Science at UBC. Thank you so much for being here. It's great to be here. Thank you. Now, what did you think when you heard this? Is there a claim here? Well, the, the first thing to say is that uh, there, were, there were a lot of uh, uh, factual mistakes in the larger speech. But on this particular aspect, uh, Mr. Pompeo got it more or less right. Ah, in and, what way? Well, Canada and the United States have had a legal disagreement not a feud, a legal disagreement over the status of the Northwest Passage. We've had that that disagreement for half a century now. Um, And uh, that hasn't been a problem because we agree to disagree and work our way around that and do an awful lot of cooperation um, in that waterway and across the Arctic. So um, he he used the, the language feud, which uh, was uh, uh, excessive. Uh, but uh, in terms of, of expressing the long-standing U.S. position, he was entirely accurate. All right. So then what has Canada put forward to counter this? Or what is our history to claiming the Northwest Passage? Yeah, Canada takes the uh, legal position that the Northwest Passage constitutes Canadian internal waters. And we base that internal waters claim upon the historic use and occupancy of of both the water and, in the winter, the sea ice uh, by the the Inuit. Um, The United States uh, takes the position that the Northwest Passage is a so-called international strait, that it's open to vessels from any country, uh, pretty much without any constraint. So uh, they're arguing that... uh, 
although it is Canadian waters, there's a, a right of, of, of transit uh, through those waters uh, for international shipping. So those are, are different legal positions. Uh, it does concern uh, the extent of Canadian control for things like environmental uh, protection. Uh, and, and so we have a different position from the United States, but, but we, we're still a very close partner on issues like security in the Arctic. So is this becoming more relevant since the ice is breaking up sooner and this may become a more uh, regularly used shipping lane? Uh, well, the Northwest Passage is uh, becoming more accessible. So we are seeing an increase in, in shipping. Uh, but the good news is that uh, all the ships that have used uh, the waterway in the last 30 years have done so with Canada's permission and in full compliance with Canadian law. Um, indeed, two years ago, the uh, Chinese research icebreaker, the Tsu Long, uh, wanted to sail through the Northwest Passage. The Chinese asked Canada for permission to do that, and we gave them permission. Um, we even, uh, with with their permission, uh, put an ice pilot and uh, some Canadian scientists on board. So it was a fully cooperative voyage uh, between China and Canada through the Northwest Passage. And no one noticed, but uh, a few months before that, a, a U.S. Coast Guard vessel sailed through. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. And guess what? They asked permission, and we gave them permission uh, for that voyage. So it's uh, mostly hot air coming from Mr. Pompeo, although technically he's correct. We agree to disagree. Right, because does that not establish precedent then if Canada is being asked for permission, we're granting permission? That would kind of, wouldn't that de facto mean that these other countries do recognize Canada's right here? Well, not exactly. Uh, and in the case of the United States, uh, this uh, practice of, uh, of of giving permission and uh, um, and and cooperating is based upon a, a bilateral treaty that Brian Mulroney negotiated with Ronald Reagan back in 1988. Uh, it's called the Arctic uh, Cooperation Agreement, and it explicitly says that the agreement is without prejudice to the uh, legal positions of both sides. So it really is an agreement to disagree. Um, the problem with Mr. Pompeo's speech was that uh, it was full of all these misstatements concerning threats from other countries. So, you know, at one point he uh, expresses concern about uh, Chinese infrastructure investments in the Canadian Arctic. And the problem with that statement is there are... I was, just, I was thinking there aren't any. What, what is he talking about? Yeah, so, you know, it, 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 it was full of, of, of misstatements and inaccuracies and... Uh, and therefore, it's pretty hard to take seriously, except that he speaks with the authority of, of being the uh, senior diplomat for the United States. And, uh, and so a lot of people uh, who deal with the Arctic uh, were scratching their heads yesterday, listening to this and trying to figure out uh, what he'd been reading that they hadn't. Yeah. Did he confuse, like, the Belt and Silk Road Initiative with the Arctic? Well, I think he... he, he believes that it extends to the Canadian Arctic, and it doesn't because that would require the permission of the government of Canada. Uh, it does extend to the Russian Arctic. The Russians have 
quite gladly ah. Chinese money to help develop uh, the, their equivalent uh, to the Northwest Passage, the Northeast Passage. Uh, but they're doing so in full control. You you still have to you know pay a fee to use that waterway. You still have to comply with Russian uh, uh, regulations. So the Chinese are using it much like Chinese ships use the port of Vancouver, right? It's it's entirely consensual and both sides benefit. Right. The Northeast Passage is the one that goes all across the top of Russia and gets them to Europe faster. Uh, yes. Depending on the ice conditions, uh, it can reduce the voyage by, oh, a couple of weeks. And, and that, of course, saves uh, money as well as time. Right. Okay. So, yeah, it does sound like that's probably what Mr. Pompeo got confused. But, yeah, exactly. How much faith can you have in the U.S. Secretary of State if he can't get those facts right? Yeah, and, and you know, th- this this is unprecedented because speeches given by U.S. secretaries of state historically have been vetted by dozens of people, fact-checked uh, uh, fully. Um, you know, Mr. Pompeo, Pompeo even misstated the year of the Alaska Purchase. He attributed it to 1857, and it was, of course, uh. 1867. Yeah. It was, it was a, a, an agreement with Russia that was negotiated by the then Secretary of State, Seward, and, and his successor, Mr. Pompeo, didn't even know which decade that was in. So it, it either reflects a, a lot of sloppy work on the part of his aides um, and advisors, uh, or it reflects a, a certain uh, inattention to uh, what's actually on his teleprompter by the U.S. Secretary of State. Maybe he was just winging it. Yeah, we, We've seen this kind of behavior on the part of his boss, Donald Trump. And I'm just wondering whether it's contagious, whether it's reaching down uh, to uh, the other uh, executive officers and whether they're they're taking the same sloppy approach. And how do we deal with that, right? How do we deal with Mr. Trump's tweets? Do we do we take them seriously, knowing that they're probably wrong and he'll maybe change his mind tomorrow? Do we have to think of the Secretary of State in the same way now? Right. Has Canada responded at all to this in any way? Yes. And uh, the Canadian Foreign Minister, Christia Freeland, um, pulled Mr. Pompeo aside um, yesterday in Ravignemi, Finland, um, had a chat with him about the Northwest Passage, and then uh, uh, turned to, to journalists and said, look, you know, this is uh, not a feud. This is a, uh, an agreement to disagree, and, you know, our position is clear, and we have it for good reasons. And, and the good reasons are that, that we can better protect the environment if we have uh, control over the Northwest Passage, and we can also protect the interests of the Canadian citizens who live there, the Inuit, who are a maritime people whose communities are scattered uh, along the shoreline of the Northwest Passage. Yeah, that's what I was looking at on the map there. So it's quite clear that there are a number of these, uh, you know, communities along the Northwest Passage, which I would think would bolster Canada's claim to it. What is the U.S. endgame here? Because, I mean, they certainly have the usage of the Northwest Passage as much as they want to. So why would they want more? Well, the U.S. Navy is concerned about the precedent that might be created if they were to accept Canada's uh, legal position and say the Northwest Passage is internal waters. And they look at places like the Strait of Hormuz or the Strait of Malacca um, and say, look, that's what we're really concerned about. We don't want a precedent. And the response uh, from uh, Canadian lawyers and the Canadian government is, uh, look, uh, these are fundamentally different kinds of waterways. You know, the Strait of Malacca has thousands of ship movements every day. The Northwest Passage sees 20, 25 transits each year. Um, So the volume is very different. Plus, the Strait of Malacca is relatively short. The Northwest Passage is 1,500 kilometers long. And on top of it, of course, it's uh, seasonally covered by ice. 
So if you can't legally distinguish, uh, you know, these waterways from each other, you're not a very good lawyer. Oh, so much interesting stuff there. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. Thank you. That is Professor Michael Byers, the Canada Research Chair at the Department of Political Science out at UBC.